Hal Yehova, Emes Pshat, real Pshat, and the Mishnah in Pirkei Yovis, Tayova from the Maharalni Prague. It's very important that you know this name. The city of Prague, in today Czechoslovakia, there was once a, I don't know what to call him, his name was Yehuda Levoy, the Marahal Prague. In fact, the shul where he used to learn, where he was the Rav, it still exists in Prague. It's still there. And in the city square in front of the city hall in Prague, there is a statue of what is supposed to be the Marahal Prague. When the Germans came into Prague in 1940-39, the Goyim took the statue, he is so revered, the morale, the legend there, and they hid it for the entire war, knowing that the Germans would destroy it. And after the war, they put up the statue again. I have home a picture someplace of the statue. The morale was unique. His, his, uh, he wrote Svarim. The things that he wrote, uh, they are, say, phenomenally unique. What he and how he, he makes understandable, how he makes palatable to us Chazal, the words of Chazal. Uh, there is no one else that comes to that category doing what he does. So today we'll learn a Mishnah in Pirkei Yobis. I'll tell you that what the morale says on this Mishnah. A difficult Mishnah. In the fifth Perik, the first Mishnah in Pirkei Yobis, the Mishnah says, Mishnah says that with ten dictums, the Rabbani Shalom himself had to kivayachal. Ten dictums, ten articulations, the world was created with ten. If you look in the Psukim, Vayoyma, Vayoyma, Vayoyma. There's a calculation that there were ten vayomas, nine vayomas in Bereshus Nami Avimaima, in Briyas in the creation of the world. So the Mishnah asks a question: The Rabbanim that could create a word, a world ex, how do you say in Latin, ex nilio, out of nothing, yesh the Rabban Shalom could have created the world. The one that could do it in ten can do it in one. Good Kashir Mishnah answers. So the Mishnah answers something which is difficult to understand. And the Mishnah answers Allah Poramin Shema you know why the Rebbeinu Shalom created the world with ten Mamoros and not with one? Lehipora. To pay. The literal translation of the word Lehipora means to pay, to repay, to retaliate, to revenge the wicked, the evil. That they destroy a world which was made with ten dictums. 
and to give recompense and reward to the tzaddikim that sustain a world that was created with ten dictums. What does this mean? What is it, a revenge game? What does this mean? If the world would be created with one, one mama, the Rishon, the, the, the evil, the forces of evil wouldn't be repaid. And if it was created with one mama, the tzaddik, the tzaddik wouldn't get schah. What does it mean? The has simple shot that you people would ask, that anybody would ask that learns the Mishnah. What is it? The Rabban Shalom is sitting here playing a game. The Rabban Shalom wants to be a judge and, and punish people. and reward. What, is, what is it? When a person seeks and desires to have a personal credo, to have a, a personal philosophy of life, of understanding the world, you relate to the world. Granted, the overwhelming majority of people do not seek and do not desire and are at peace with themselves. They are contented to satisfy their senses. And that's the depth of their pursuit in this world to satisfy you. But to call an Epicurean outlook, and it's not just a small, it's not just a small group of people, that's the overwhelming majority. The masses of people are involved in the pursuit in, in, in the most shallow, in the most external. I don't have to give you illustrations and parallels. You know it yourself. But it's important to know that you're talking about hundreds of millions of people. I remember as a child, during the Depression, in the early 30s, I was a child, and I didn't know how I understood this. There was a works project in the administration. The government created jobs for people. It's called the WPA. And I was a child, and I heard three Goyen, three workmen, standing and working on a street. They were repairing the street. And one guy said to the other two, he said like this, I remember hearing it distinctly. He said, I don't have to repeat his uh, vernacular. <laughs> he said to the other two, if I could have one year of total satisfaction and gratification of the pleasure that I seek, I don't care if I die at the end of the year. As a child. I was a, I was a young child. stuck in my head. So about this attitude and about this formula of approach to the cosmos, I'm not talking about. But if someone, if someone, if someone 
thirsts and someone wants to have a, a Havana, an understanding. Etvas, something. What is it? Is, is there a formula? What is the secret? You know? What is the approach? How do you approach the world? How do you pro approach your own life? What is the basics? What is the bed? You, know, you go on the road, good. We'll go on the road, but what's the approach? Overall, contours. If you know that, you're talking about something very significant. This Mishnah is Megala. This Mishnah unfurls and says to us the, the first key of the Briya. A fantastic key, if they hear. The Mishnah says that the overall approach, the, the derech, the derech Hashem, the derech of, 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 of beginning to understand what's what, you'll soon see, in a general way. I'll explain myself in a moment what I mean by general. The Mishnah says, you know what it means? He says, to teach us that there is an order in the universe. To teach us the first, the very first emes, the very first truth, the very, the road that we, the land that we can walk on. The Mishnah is the Rabbanshon could have created a world with one maimah. But if the world were created with one maimah, you wouldn't understand. What? The Rabbanshon created a world, we'd be left in the dark. We wouldn't have an approach, we wouldn't know. So the Mishnah says, I want you to know that there was a progression. There was a symmetry. When you speak of particulars, of relationships, you're speaking of a symmetrical order. Why? So the Mishnah says, now you'll understand the nature of evil. We have a juvenile, an immature concept of good and evil. We think in, in moral terms, in ethical terms, in terms of crime and punishment, of a judge, of a shoifit, of an inferno. Which is no. The character of good and evil is 
the basic character of good and evil. And the reason why it was not never b'maymerechot. So the Mishnah says lehiporam in arishoyim litnischar litzadikim to explain to us and to illuminate what's the nature of good and evil. The basic characteristics of of Toivara. If you don't know the personality and the character of Toivara, you're lost. You're blind. You can live in a mansion, you can have a Rolls Royce with butlers and maids. You're blind as a bat. The nature of Toivara is order, is symmetry. The debilitating effects of Ra is chaos. Chaos in the prat, chaos in the individual, chaos in the in the in the community, chaos in the ecology, chaos, chaos in the whole universe. That's the nature of Ra. If you'll sit back in an objective moment, if you'll sit back and soberly and intelligently consider good and evil, If you will think hard, you will see that the characteristics of Ra is asymmetrical. It's chaos. Dovra Melech defined for us what Ra is. Yispordu kolpoir leyoven. Yispordu kolpoir leyoven. Dovra Melech explained to us the characteristics of Ra. Poor leyoven, those those who their deeds are are are, are iniquity, are ra, are evil. He says it's yispordu. It's a pro, it's a process of fragmentizing. And the mitzvahs of the whole Torah and the whole Am Yisrael is goy echad baoretz, achtus. You, 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 if you, if you, if you want to understand the whole structure of Avodah Hashem, in a most, in, in, in a nutshell, is, 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 is a question of chaos, of avoiding chaos. Uchnistike chaos. Engashmistike chaos. Or achtus, or symmetry. Symmetry. Whole art, whole literature, whole music, whole myth, whole science, in secular knowledge, is built on this symmetry. The most salient feature of the whole universe is is an overwhelming symmetry that exists in the universe. We don't have the kalim, we don't have the mind, we don't have the, the receptacles to, to be constantly awed and amazed this. A universe was surrounded with, with, with such precision, 
Such amazing, 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 astounding precision the Rabbanu Shalom's Bria. This is the basic nature of Toivara. This is the whole Shulchanoch. Someone could come and say, whoa, I remember, I mentioned it often. I once went in St. Louis to visit in, in Ladu, a big, a, big, a big lawyer, very successful man. You know, he lived in a museum with art, with this. It's interesting, she says to me. Ah, you Orthodox Jews, he says, you're so involved and meaningless. Minutia is such little things. It's film has to be here, and if it's over here, then it's over here. The to be this way. The animal has to be slaughtered that way. And I looked at him. I'm not at liberty. I can't in public say, you know, the you know the scene exactly what his who was there and how he was sitting. You know, the the discordance in this man's life. The narrowness, the particularness, his, his, his suctioning up every pleasure that he could get at everyone else's expenses. And he sits there and he tells me, uh, I'm involved in the Mishnah. This Mishnah is halfway the fellow. The whole Yisod of Kol Kula is the Yisod, the Chutashedra, Asara Maimaris the backbone is, there's an order in the beer. The whole struggle, you can understand. The whole sugyas, all the rishonim, the shechonor, to be medvara, what is the order? I mean, the science of rochnis, what is the order? There's a letter in the Igris Chazaynish, I mentioned it. There's a letter in the Igris Chazaynish, someone came to visit him. Someone came to visit him. The other person had a cane. And the Chazaynish had a cane. And by mistake, when the visitor left, he took the Chazaynish's cane and left his cane. So the Chazaynish writes him, Please, I need my cane. I can't use yours. Bishol Shalom Midas. Gazel. Chazanish was not a person who had the wherewithal to go out and buy a new cane. He wouldn't do it. I have a cane. Why should I buy a new cane? Why should I waste money? So please see by somehow send somebody to get your cane and give me back my cane. Now if you read the letter, collection of letters of the biggest goyim of our door. Tzadik the goyim of our door. Somebody read the letters. You'll translate it in English. I'm a shikoyim. Can't use the other fellows. Can't come on. I mean, an Sadi, we can assume that the other fellow would let him use his cane. I would, I would, I would buy a cane for a thousand dollars and be my cane. Let the Chazanish use it. The Chazanish's gaze on the world was scientific, Guchniistic, scientific. The Chazin, the Chazanish's was so sculptured. It wasn't an effort on his part. He didn't have to force himself to do this. Other forces so shaped him, he was so sensitive. How could I live in the world and use your cane? How could I take something that's not mine? He couldn't stretch his hand forward to touch somebody else's thing. 
in, the, in that inability, it was only a question. It wasn't, you know, there was a, there is a respect, there's a human dignity involved, a dignity, a Torah dignity, a self-respect and respect for others. You, you have to hear what I'm telling you. It was not only the Choshen Mish, but the Dinah Imamanis that was involved there. That was not the only, that was not the only instrument in this symphony playing. It's not, you're right. That was the, that was the lifeline. But when in the totality of the Torah, it's like you, you look at a garden and you see various shrubs and various plants. I was just in California. You see such live together in harmony. In, in, in looking at the other fellow's cane, there was a derechetz for the other person. There was there was a there was a, a very deep tifa derechetz. That respect for the other person that that creates, if you if you'll allow me, I mean, this is a, a, a celestial music. This is symmetry. I don't care. I noticed. I tell you, I saw in New York. They finished a brand new building with white brick. What insanity got into them to build in New York a building with white brick? I don't know. So I came a few days later. I was so hurt. It wasn't my building. I felt like screaming. Oi! Oi! The chaos! Oi! What kind of an animal was unleashed? A bella, an architect, a builder, an owner. He put up a building. Forget about the money. Don't forget about the money. You go and you spread. What? what? What did you accomplish? What? What did you? What satisfaction did you get? It's beyond his reasoning already. That animal, that poor, that poor subhuman. All right, I'm not judging him. He has no look on the world. He he has no eyes. He has no look on the world. Forget about the choshen mishpat. I'm not talking about the dinner moments here. Talking about the asymmetrical. I'm talking about the Gehenna. I'm talking about the inferno that we're in. Can't hear it. He has no respect. He has no feeling, no sentiment, no sensitivity. That's like people born without hands, without eyes. Rahman al Islam. To see. The Asura Mamaras Nibrahil is his. I told you once, I was in Yerushalayim. So I went to visit a friend of mine with a, with a, a big Yerushalayim, a big Talmud Chochem. In fact, he spoke in Yeshiva years ago and twice. An older person. So in Yerushalayim, you know, small apartments, we were sitting in the kitchen, and I was leaning on the wall. Like, you know, I was leaning like this on the wall by a kitchen table. So he pushes me away from the wall. I understood right away, so I leaned again. I want to make doubly sure it pushes me away again. To make sure it wasn't an accident. All right, we got downstairs. I said, Rebchatzko, why did you push me away from the wall? He says, the apartment is freshly painted. He says, in your to paint an apartment is not an easy thing. 
it's a whole it's a whole exciting experience. So you lean on the wall, another person lean on the wall, it's gonna get dirty. I went away and I said to myself, this Reb Chatzkel another saw in the university in his life. He doesn't know about Kant. He doesn't know about music. I said to him, where, look at this, look at this sophisticated neshama. I'm a cloud, I'm a cloud of earth. He comes into another person's house, he feels. This fellow used to be in our house, he used to eat. So I used to notice he picks up the crumbs and he put it in the table or he ate it and the plate. And yet, so I once asked him, what are you doing? Because he used to get up after he ate. It was just the way the table looked when he sat down to eat. So he said to me, where does it say that another person has to clean up after me? I'm not talking now about the, the moral or ethical. I'm not, that's, that's not what I'm talking about now. I'm talking about, under that, the, 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 the simplicity, you know? The one and one is two. He says to me, Vushtaita says, Yanadach clean enough, me. Well, what does it say? I have to eat, so the lady of the house has to go and clean. It's enough that she gives me to eat. So who is in tune? He or I? He is. He was. That's the whole, we, we don't, we don't, you know. I come sometimes and I'm not, please, I'm not making any plugs for the institution, please. I, that's not what I mean. I come sometimes into the dormitory. I go out, I'm depressed. Not only because it's not as clean as it should be. That's not the reason. What hurts me underneath that is because personally, you know, I fantasize, I, I dream that the yeshiva is a place where a person becomes bigger. And to my mind, bigger means bigger between my relationship myself and the Rabbani Shalila, and bigger in my relationship with Beinadu Machavayra. I don't give a hoot. I don't care about myself and I don't care about you. I tell you, I knew a fellow that when he used to come into the dormitory, he used to take his shoes off at night. Maybe he'll wake somebody else. He used to carry his shoes in his hands in his room. So you think that this is Hasidus? You think this is saintliness? It's not. This is being a human being. Somebody can come turn the radio on at any time or complete. It's not, please, this is no accusation and I'm not here to tell you Muslim. I'm just here to, to learn a, a Mishnah. This is, this is immaturity. This is, this is a, sh a terrible, shriveled up stature of a, of a, of a, of a, of a human being and of a Jew, sir. Because it's, it's chaos. If you don't feel the relationship, you know where you are. So you're tiny, you're small, you're a fragment. 
floating piece of atom in the, in, in the universe. You're not related. You're unconnected. The whole you sort of toivera is chaos and unrelatedness and being disconnected, and the and the whole you sort of toiv is is a symmetry. And this is this mission. This is this this is this is the pshat basara mamaris nivra elam. So the Mishnah asks, "Halay be my mechad yachalei banos? Halay parim in a rishon liten sach liten sachale tzadikim." This this is what it is. It's not. It, there's a depth here, and, and, and there's a, and there's a danger of you misunderstanding my point. The whole Torah is order. The whole shas. The whole. The whole shaylif and karish b'milvin. Or your little head doesn't see the entire spectrum. In today's insane, chaotic world, yeah, kedush, not kedush, no needs kedush, what's kedush, what kedush? Cool. Yeah, it's cool. Chaos, woman. This is the nature of Ra. Whole toilet, whole, whole avoid this Hashem, the whole your look, you can try and understand the, the behavior the of Gedolim. You see, the whole thing was as I with this cane, the whole thing is the, the order. You look, you know, from the outside, you know, say it's frumkite, it's, you know, it's minutiae. But if you look inside, you see it's such fantastic, such consummate art. And the society that we live in, very far away from all this. Very, very, the whole... Ah. I cannot tell you though. They, these are the basic. This is the basic personality of evil and, and good and evil. It's chaos and order. But the whole. It's like it's like it's like trying to to, to, to talk during a, a a tornado, during a monsoon storm. Well, who's gonna hear you? Why? What are you talking about? Why? Society, it's, it's insanity, it's chaos, it's all the art, the literature, the, the, the philosophy, the, 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 the lower levels, it's, it's, it's self evident and apparent. In character and Torah, the entire character is called midos, measures. This, order. this, is, the whole, this, this is the whole Yiddishka. This is the whole Torah, this is the whole Bible. This is a din, and this is where the film have to be this way and that way. Ah! Rabbi shall give you guys koyach. You need, you need courage, you need strength to come and see it. Ah! The commercial, my commercial. 
Java commercial. It's not right. Not in the dormitory, not in the kitchen, not in the bassinet. Take out a cipher to put it back. If you live in the dormitory, it has to be. The guys should run. Should pant that it should be orderly and clean. Because you grow from that. You grow from that. I came in the room and I said to somebody, you know, make, make my dad look my dad. He's a young boy. A young, he'll grow up. Look my bed, thinks I'm his mother, telling him to make his bed. Doesn't understand what I'm telling him. Doesn't, doesn't understand. He will understand. He's a good boy. A person. Here's where you have to grow. You can't make noise at night. Not because you, know, you have to be big. You have to learn how to be a little bit bigger. To learn how to give you, to learn how to stretch yourself. There should be an order. Kitchen. Guy gets up. Munch, munch. The kitchen should be spotless. Guy should lick the floor. The whole dining room. There's no reason to do that. It's, believe me, if you understand me, you'll know I'm not making any commercials. I'm just giving you an illustration of where, where you can practice. The rotten to be sensitive to your surroundings. I come sometimes out of Shabbos to film Bachram with the film on the tables. Shabbos film. Pencils, pens, books. Everybody assumes that the table is his is his study. He brings his whole library there. Maybe it should be there, maybe it shouldn't be there. I'll tell you something. It's an extreme example. There was a yeshiva in Europe until the war in Lithuania, in Kelem. The name of not Kelem, but Kelem. It's two different cities. The Rosh Yeshiva came into the cloakroom in Europe, in Russia, in Lithuania, in the summer, wintertime, were heavy winters. So he noticed that a pair of galoshes were standing like this. They weren't straight. He came in and he spoke for three hours. He said, if his galoshes are not straight, that's a symptom, it's symptomatic of his mind. His mind can't be straight. All right, that's extreme. It was a special, it was a special yeshiva for special things. Some other times I'll tell you about what Kellum was. It was like a West Point. It was like Annapolis for, for, for the Doyle. They didn't, young boys didn't mind it. And he said, that his mind is not straight. You come into, you come into a dormitory, you come to this marriage, it's chaotic. This is laying around, that's laying around. And nobody has the feeling, you know, I'm going. I remember I grew up in a shul, it was a very interesting shul, old Russian Jews. There were the Jews that used to go around putting everything, they had such a love for the bishop, that's us for the shul, it's ground straightening up everything. Putting away this farm. All the people, and it was tedious, it was toil for them to do it. There's one fellow who knew how to bind, he used to sit and bind, but I've had to be bound. It was just you know, a sign of his of his sentiments. In the dining room. You shouldn't put it in clear plastic. No, nobody do it.
that's Mars or Hog. This is our mouse cleaver. This is our mouse cleaver. This is our mouse cleaver. 